Log Talk Radio. Diabetes Late Night, Diabetes Mystery Welcome to a special Diabetes Mystery Theater radio presentation of Gypsies, Tramps, and Peas, starring the happy healthcare host, Mr. Divabetic, and also featuring Mama Rosemarie, US Today, USA Today bestselling author Tanya Kappas, then Charlie's Angels of Outreach, Patricia Addy Gentle from Atlanta, and from Cleveland, Marianne Nicolay. Plus, joining us on the show tonight, our diabetes advocates, Asher Brown as Coco Mimosa, Chef Robert Lewis as Fast Freddy, Savita Williams as Boom Boom LaRue, and Divabetic image and style advisor, Catherine Schuler as Neutrina, the fortune teller. And of course, there's me, your narrator, Divabetic poet in residence, Lorraine Brooks. Throughout this podcast, we will be featuring the 50th anniversary edition of the original cast recording of Gypsy, courtesy of Sony Music. Tonight's story of diabetes mystery and intrigue reveals some of the do's and don'ts of summertime diabetes care and also... Well, here it is, the eve of the 35th Annual Mermaid Parade, and our happy healthcare host, Mr. Diva Bedick, has arrived in Coney Island. Coney Island is New York City's most historic summer getaway, where millions of people go to escape the city heat and experience some old-world carnival attractions. Here, we have the mechanical marvels like the carousel and the steeplechase, and the first modern roller coaster. Coney Island also has a beautiful boardwalk that links the excitement of the colorful amusement park to the sweeping calm of the beach and the ocean. Joining Max at this colorful summer solstice celebration are his sidekicks, Marianne and Patricia, otherwise known as the Charlie's Angels of Outreach, along with Mama Rosemarie. Somehow, Max has managed to talk them into helping him cater his first event, a dinner banquet for his high school swim coach, Ted Rocco. Coach Rocco was recently diagnosed with pre-diabetes. And judging from the bags of groceries and piles of produce on the kitchen counters, I'd say Max has gone a little overboard for Coach's party. So let's see what's happening. Whoa, watch it, everybody. Jeez, I just spilled more water on the floor. Well, that's my cue to take a break. Well, unless you're a mermaid, Mom, then you can finish prepping for Coach's party. Get it? Finish? We get it, and it's not funny, Max. Neither is this kitchen. Catering this party is way out of our league. Well, life begins at the end of your comfort zone. Wait and see. It'll be fine. 
Well, there's nothing comforting about how much we still have to do. Can't you rope somebody else into helping us out? That's a great idea, Max. Why don't you call Tina Champagne? Oh, I wish. That would definitely make Coach happy. But she moved to Las Vegas just a few years ago. Who's Tina Champagne? Oh, she's Coach's former girlfriend. She's probably the most famous mermaid to shimmy the shores of Coney Island. That's her image up there on the big neon sign above the Shore Theater. He says it's his daily reminder of the one who got away. Poor Coach. Oh, no, don't let that be another excuse for you to buy more zucchini. Well, what's wrong with that? I'd grow my own if I could help Coach in any way manage his prediabetes. With so many millions of people living with prediabetes, you're going to need a whole lot of zucchini seeds, Max. Why are you so gung-ho about this party? Because Coach seems so depressed. I'm not, on top of not hearing a peep out of Tina Champagne, he's been pretty loo lately since his diagnosis. I want to show him that prediabetes is a reversible condition. By throwing a party? Well, in my book, turning your health around is a cause for a celebration. Lucky for us, a happy diabetic sent tons of these tasty recipes, like this one right here for zucchini spaghetti. Yeah, it's a great low-carb substitute for the regular high-carb spaghetti. And don't forget, I have a wonderful kale salad with cranberries, almonds, goat cheese, and a dash of magic. The only vegetable missing in this kitchen from the from our menu are peas. Ha! There's no way I'm serving peas at my party. You know how much I can't stand them, Mom. Anyways, I thought you said you were taking a break. I am. Anyone care to join me for a hot dog at that famous Nathan's? A hot dog? Well, I bet that's the food police in that helicopter heading your way. You know, as a registered dietetic technician, I tell my clients that no food is off limits, not even hot dogs. In fact, diet plans are completely individualized now. It's all about how you live your life. You don't have to give up your favorite foods just because you have diabetes. You really need to keep a watch on the portion sizes. Well, don't tell that. Don't talk portion sizes to Joey Chestnut. He just won Nathan's famous hot dog eating contest by eating 72 hot dogs in less than 10 minutes. Yeah, well, I sure hope no one else tries to emulate that record. You know he's a professional eater. Hmm. Speaking of that, can eating too fast really increase your risk of developing type 2 diabetes, Marianne? Well, you know, it's true that fast eaters are more likely to be overweight because their digestive system just doesn't have a chance to send that signal to the brain that says the tummy is full. But it doesn't mean that eating slower reduces your risk of getting diabetes. It's really about portion control. Well, we've got so much food for tomorrow. I had better just stick to one hot dog today. You know, it's not just what you're eating, but what you're drinking too, Rosemary. In this hot weather, people are practically drowning themselves in excess calories from sugar-sweetened beverages like soda pop, frozen coffee drinks, juice, and that sweet tea. Well, then I'll just have water to help calm my nerves also. Oh, Mom, relax. What could possibly go wrong? We're at the beach.
What could possibly go wrong, you say? (laughs) Well, the sight and sound of those helicopters overhead might be one thing wrong. They tell me that things might not be as sunny as they seem on this beautiful June morning. But, uh uh-oh, look, here comes Patricia Addy Gentle running down the boardwalk. Looks like she has something urgent to say. I I wonder what it could be. Max, there you are. I finally found you. What's going on, Patricia? What is it? What's wrong? The Coast Guard says someone drowned. Those helicopters are searching for the body. They think it's your friend, Coach. Coach? Oh, come on. That's impossible. He's such a great swimmer. Even so, the ocean's still dangerous. No way. I'm not buying that. Something around here smells fishy to me. I better see what's going on. Oh, no, Max. You're not getting us involved in another investigation, are you? Well, I can't believe it. Max seems to encounter more dead bodies in his travels than (laughs) Jessica Fletcher from Murder, She Wrote. But of course he's determined to get to the bottom of Coach's disappearance. So he's starting his investigation on the boardwalk where he runs into an old acquaintance, that petite star of the burlesque on the beach show at the Shore Theater, none other than Coco Mimosa. Coco appears larger than life on stage thanks to her exotic features. And it looks to me like Coco Mimosa must have just had a pedicure, too, judging from the way she's wiggling down the boardwalk. Max, I can't stop thinking about what happened to Coach. It seems too awful to be true. Well, don't worry. We're on the case. I don't understand. I heard the police on the radio say that it was a suicide. Well, according to my son, the detective, Coach didn't really drown. He just he was murdered. Oh, Mom, lower your voice. Honestly, Coco, what they're saying happens just doesn't make sense. I swear I smell a rat. That's why we're investigating. Well, be careful. I don't want to see history repeat itself. What do you mean? Some of the most ruthless gangsters in New York's history lived here. If you poke your nose in the wrong direction, you could end up sleeping with the fishes. Oh, dear. Oh, I hope I didn't upset you. But I've got just the trick to relieve your worries. I signed you up for Boom Boom LaRue's burlesque dance class tomorrow. My treat. Her studio is next to the Shore Theater. Keep calm and shimmy on. Oh, heavens. I'm way too old for that sort of a thing. Absolutely not. What you consider flaws in the world of burlesque are actually what make you flawless. No, no, no. Seriously. No one wants to see me jiggling my you-know-what. I have to lift them up before I could even jiggle them. Oh, stop it. You're beautiful just the way you are. Plus, burlesque dancing is a great way to improve posture, balance, and coordination. Well, that's easy for you to say. You're half my size. Well, I always say you got to move it to lose it. I'm game. Oh, what the heck, me too. It'll be fun if we try together. But do we have to, you know, strip? 
No, 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 no. Just wear comfortable clothes and sneakers. How about jewelry? I love your pearl earrings. Did you get them here at Coney Island? Right here on the beach. I only wear it on special occasions. Hmm. I see you just got a pedicure too, Coco. I'll tell you what. If you refer me to your good nail salon, I will take you up on your offer and go to that class. Oh, well, that's easy. There's a great place right off the boardwalk that makes me glitter from my head to my toes. Hey, wait a minute. Aren't you nervous about getting going to a nail salon, Coco? You mean because I have type 1 diabetes? Well, for me, pedicures are less about pretty nails and much more about pampering the little mermaid inside. But if you're living with diabetes and you have an infection or a cut or neuropathy, then you should skip the nail salon and visit your podiatrist instead. Especially if you don't feel sensations in your feet or hands as well as you used to, like water that's too hot or too cold. I tell my nail tech that I have type 1 diabetes, and they make sure that the foot massages are gentle and that the water's never too hot. Honestly, I've never had a problem. Good for you. Most people don't know tools pulled out of a jar of some sort of blue liquid does not mean they're safe and sterile. I avoid the whole issue by bringing my own instruments and cleaning them myself before and after. That's a great way to be proactive about keeping your feet healthy. Now, Coco, tell me the truth. Is your costume for the Mermaid Parade going to be as spectacular as your nails? Way more, Max. It's covered in citrus-colored pearls. It cost me an arm and a leg. Hey, check out all that commotion over there. It's some sort of protest. Wow, that is quite a crowd over there protesting, I guess. Oh, it looks like they're uh, protesting to save the Shore Theater. Oh, it's a big waste of time if you ask me. What? But you're the main attraction at the Shore Theater. Oh, so what? That theater needs to go. Old and outdated, especially that sign of Tina Champagne. Ugh, it's ancient history. Have you noticed all the new construction? Oh, yeah, yes, I have. There's growth around here everywhere. So what's going to happen if they demolish it? We're getting a brand-new luxury condo complex. I've got the inside scoop since I sell real estate. Here's my card. I just made another sale. (laughs) You sell houses? Wearing clothes like that with those tassels? Trust me, you can't always judge a book by its cover. Take my size, for example. I'm only five foot two, so people often think that I can't think for myself, and then they try to boss me around. But I've got more deals going than half of the other agents put together. Too bad the zoning laws around here are such a nightmare. Lucky for me, Coach helped me cut through that red tape on this new development. I'm going to miss him. Well, the next day brings everyone out for the flamboyant 35th Annual Mermaid Parade, the largest art parade in the nation celebrating seaside and maritime culture. And there's still no sign of of Coach. Just about everyone else believes Coach's death was a suicide. But, you know, Max still has his doubts, so our team is deciding to get some sand in their shoes and investigate the spot where Coach was last seen. But I can't help but noticing several long blue mats 
on the beach leading to the water. I wonder what they're for. Let's listen. Max, what exactly are we looking for? Anything and everything. Just keep your eyes open. Would that include a sequence wheelchair over there on the beach? Seems suspicious to me, unless there really are mermaids. Hey, ladies, watch where you're going. You got the whole beach here. Can't you see this map's for people in wheelchairs like me, not you? Come on, get going. Sheesh. Oh, I see. These long maps stretching from the boardwalk to the surf help people in wheelchairs or using walkers get to the water. Really? You think? How else do you expect me to go for my morning swim? Say, is it safe for someone like you to go in the water? I mean, given the circumstances? Well, you mean because I'm missing a leg? Look, a shark got me, but it couldn't stop me. In my book, what doesn't kill you only makes you stronger. Oh, my. Were you attacked in this water? Nah. Sharks in these waters ain't dangerous. The real man-eaters are on the beach. He's right. The beach can be just as hazardous for people with diabetes. You can cut your foot on a shell without even noticing. You know, and that can lead to a major infection if you're not really careful. True. But I was talking about a different kind of man-eater on the beach, if you know what I mean. Oh, shoot. It's too bad Coach isn't here. He would have loved the beach, especially on a day like today. What? What? You knew Coach? Well, so did I. We go way back. We swam together on this beach for over 30 years. Heck, we even dated the same women. Half of them pretty enough to work at the Shore Theater. I'll drink to that, my friend. I'll drink to that. Isn't it a bit early for alcohol? Look, somewhere in the world is happy hour. Bottoms up. Wait, hold on a second. While you're still sober... I've got an important question that to ask. Tell me, did Coach always go swimming alone? Always. Yes, sirree. Wouldn't listen to common sense neither. Sounds like you knew him pretty well. He was a good guy, but he spent his life making bad decisions. Horrible ones. Really bad. Like what, for instance? Like trying to register the Shore Theater as a national landmark. Dumb, dumb, dumb. He should have listened to me. If he sold it, like I said, he would have been set for life. How can you say that? Isn't Coney Island's history important to you? Nah, not if you're doing it out of sheer stupidity. Everybody knew Coach was only saving the short theater to lure Tina back. But that boat already sailed. Sounds romantic to me. Sure, until you wind up dead. He was so love-struck it never occurred to the lovesick fool that his plans to hold the protest would make a lot of powerful people in this town mighty angry. Aha. Uh-huh. I know exactly what you mean. When you're blinded by love, you can't see things clearly, not even danger. Look, Coach was living in a fantasy, pure and simple. He needed to move on. Look at me. I was attacked by a shark 10 years ago. After I came home from the hospital, I was watching TV, and the soldier who was on was a below-knee amputee of the left leg. 
you know, just like me. He was still in the military and going to jump school, you know, jumping out of airplanes. After seeing that, I realized I could live my life the way I always did, wide open and full throttle. I'm not drowning in pity. Nope, not me. I got my metal detector and the beach full of buried treasures to keep me company. Well, this is getting interesting. Based on the conversation we just overheard, I think the tide might be turning in Max's investigation of his friend Coach's mysterious disappearance. I think Patricia has twisted Max's arm to buy tickets to the historic Dino's Wonder Wheel. That huge Wonder Wheel dates back to 1918, and it soars high above Coney Island. Actually, I think that might be just what they need to gain some perspective. Why don't we tag along for the fun? I told you so. I knew it. Fast Freddy made me con- uh, convince me more than ever that Coach didn't drown. He was murdered. Oh, come on, Max. You can't believe a word that man was saying. He's three sheets to the wind. I hope he's careful about his alcohol intake on hot days like today. The summer heat is dangerous for a lot of things, including diabetes supplies like insulin. People need to store it in a cold pack to protect it from the heat. Yes, one of my patients went to the beach, and she put her insulin in her trunk of a car. The temperature reached 90 degrees that day. After she got home, she couldn't use it. Yep, even your test strips and meter need to be stored properly so the heat doesn't damage them and make them unreliable. Well, isn't that a coincidence? The other night when I was at book club, one of my friends said that someone stole her medical ID. And you know what? Now she is responsible for all the thousands of dollars that they spent on medical supplies. What a shame. Don't worry, Rosemarie. We'll be thinking of something in the meantime. I have a surprise for everyone. Max is the first, but wait. Max is the first one to step onto the Wonder Wheels passenger car, and I think he's spotting a mysterious stranger already sitting in the corner. I wonder who that could be. Surprise! It's me, everybody! It's Tanya! I'm back! Well, I'll be. What do you know? Hiding in that passenger car on the Wonder Wheel is USA Today best-selling mystery author Tanya Kappas. Well, Tanya's readers know that the only thing she likes more than writing mysteries is solving them. I should have known she'd turn up here sooner or later in this Coney Island caper. Max, I got here just as fast as I could to help y'all out. Now, don't you just sit there being silly. You feel me in on everything that's going on with this murder investigation. How many dead bodies are we talking about anyway? Oh, Tanya, calm down. It's hardly that gruesome. Huh? Who are you kidding? Wherever you go, Max, there's always danger. And I love it. Whoa, whoa. The Wonder Wheel has come to a screeching halt, throwing Max and our team in every direction. 
holy cow. Well, this is another kettle of fish that Max has gotten our team into. I can hardly believe my eyes because you know what? There's only been one other time in the history of the Wonder Wheel when it stopped, and that was during the Great New York City blackout way back in 1977. But you know what? They're teetering dangerously high above the ground. Our team is in real trouble this time. Oh, no. What's happening? I'm scared of heights. Well, that goes double for me. I'm scared to death. Everybody stay calm. Just breathe and try not to move so we don't rock. Don't rock? That's impossible not to rock. Everyone here is shaking. Oh, boy, I wish we could just float like those bubbles in Tina Champagne's neon sign over there. That's it. Let's focus on her floating bubbles and relax. Relax? How can we relax way up here when we're scared to death? We're about to fall to our death, and you want us to relax? This ride just didn't stop because of some mere malfunction. It stopped because someone down there is trying to kill us. I'm glad you can make jokes because no one else here thinks it's funny. Dude, I am not joking. There is a killer on the loose looking for you, Max. Here, read this note. I found it taped to our seat before y'all got in. I can't see straight. (laughs) And my eyes are closed. Fine, I'll read it. It says, stop nosing around or you won't leave Coney Island alive. Oh, dear me. Heaven help us. You know, Coco Mimosa warned us that there could be trouble. Max, who else knows that you're investigating Coach's disappearance besides us? Oh, for gosh sakes, practically everybody. Max even tried to interrogate Mrs. Elliott's third-grade school trip to the aquarium. Well, like I told you before, their innocent faces didn't fool me. Not for one second. They're only school children. That doesn't mean anything. They're not off the hook. Oh, no. Look, there's someone down there in a mask. See, they're running away from the control panel of the Ferris wheel. And I thought he did it. Stop him. Stop that masked man. No one can hear us up here. It's no use screaming. He's getting away. Come on, everybody. Take a deep breath. We've started moving again. Let's try to enjoy the rest of the ride. Look at all those beautiful clouds in the sky. Marianne, you are a genius. That's it. We need to search the clouds for clues. Oh, for God's sake, for what? Rain patterns, Tanya? Give me a break. Can this day get any worse? Rain patterns, Tanya? No, Max. I'm talking about clouds, as in cyberspace, silly. Patricia, you've done research online before, right? Yes. I just finished a class in medical identity theft prevention. It's a big problem. Good. I want you to use your skills and go online and see what you find out about Coach. Look for anything, even his medical records. Yep, and just like I told you before, those people steal those medical IDs. What a shame. You need to review your insurance statements regularly to protect yourself. 
If you find unfamiliar items, there's a good chance you could be a victim of medical ID theft. You know, even my clients who don't know what hacking means are worried. I tell everyone to routinely ask their doctor for a copy of their medical files as well as those of their kids. It's the only way to catch something before it gets out of hand, Rosemary. I'll search online to see what I can find once we get safely on the ground. Great. And while you do that, I'm going to look up information on coaches like property ownership or any other records that I might find and see if there's anything unusual about them. No, 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 no. I was totally wrong in thinking I could be a detective. What a joke. I want to stop this madness right now before someone else gets hurt. Oh, Max, stop being a scary cat. There's no time to wait. We've got to solve this case before the killer gets you. Now listen here, mister. You can do this. Trust your intuition like my characters do in my Magical Cures mystery series. Well, that was a lot easier said than done, Tanya. My tuition for your uh, information just came to a screeching halt way up there on that treacherous Ferris wheel. Whatever. For goodness sakes, Max, you know we're here to help. This is a team effort, and we just need a sign. That's all. We just need a sign. <gasps> look over there. Look, look. There's our answer. Well, what Tanya Tapas noticed in midair was the sign for the Temple of Knowledge, which is home to Coney Island's bohemian psychic, Neutrina. Our team has rushed to Neutrina's cozy quarters, where they find a woman wearing a bejeweled turban that kind of resembles a pineapple. She's sitting at a table with a crystal ball. Hmm, that must be Neutrina. She's motioning to our topsy-turvy team to take their seats, and then she pats the tabletop and rubs the palm of her hand until Max reaches into his pocket for a few bucks. Wow. Neutrina is quickly grabbing the money and stashing it in her bodice. And only then does she begin to call upon the spirits. Akabaka, soda cracker, akabaka boo. Let's begin to chant for what the future holds for you. My future? Oh, don't even bother, since it seems like it's only getting shorter by the second. Just tell me, what really happened to my friend Coach, Ted Rocco? Ah, that depends. How much do you want to know? Basically everything. Ah, A little green upon my palm will make my words spew clear and calm. Lordy B. Max. She means how much are you willing to pay? Give her more money. Fine. Here's another ten. But I'm so uncomfortable being here. Can we just get on with it? Carrots, lentils, broccoli. We shall see what we shall see. Ah, yes, I'm calling the spirits. Fight a feed a vegamin. Spirits tell us where Coach has been. Ah, the spirits are telling me. They're informing me. Yes. Yes? What what, what is it? The spirits say your friend Coach was called to the sea by a certain mermaid. A mermaid? 
Oh, my gosh. I told you this was going to be a total ripoff, Tanya. She's a joke. Wait, 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 Max. I write mysteries for a living, and in my Magical Cure mystery series novel, the spirits help solve the murders. Trust me, Max. If Neutrina really is psychic, then she can tell us exactly what happened to Coach. Besides, what on earth do we have to lose? <laughs> Only our life savings and our lives. Nonsense, Max. Here, Neutrina, here's another 20. Tell us what else the spirits have to say. Hmm. I'll try another way. Uh, Give me your hand. Hmm. Let me look at this line in your palm right here. Oh, my, 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 my. Hmm. Oh, no. Well, what is it? You don't need to uh, eat enough vegetables. What? Your mumble-drumble is crazy talk. This is what exactly I was I talking about. I am that wing of newt. I see more veggies and more fruit, like leafy green, fresh, frozen, organic. Oh, God. For God's sakes, I know what vegetables are. This is no laughing matter. Just get on with it. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me right now. What actually happened to my friend Coach? Ah, uh, it's it's clear as a bell, Pepper, right here in your palm. You don't like peas. <laughs> Truer words were never been spoken. He's hated peas since he was a child. See, Neutrina solves your problems organically. Now look, right here, I didn't come here for nutritional counseling. Good nutrition and good fortune go hand in hand. Smart woman. As much as I hate to admit it, she's dead on. Vegetables are full of vitamins, minerals, and fiber. And with so few calories and carbs, everyone can enjoy more, including you, Max. You know that my dad has diabetes, and he told me that some vegetables raise his blood sugars. Is that right? Yeah, that's true. There are two main types of vegetables, starchy and non-starchy. Starchy vegetables like potatoes and corn contain more carbs, and they're going to raise your blood sugar. The best way for your dad to know for sure how a vegetable affects him is to check his blood sugar before he eats and then two hours after he's he's eaten. Tanya, tell your dad that there's plenty of vegetables that won't raise his blood sugars, like cauliflower, celery, cucumber, okra, and yes, even peas. Stop it. Stop it. Come on. Let's get serious. No more talk about peas. Holy moly. The lights in the shack are flickering on and off. You know, I don't know. Max looks kind of confused. Well, until Tanya nudges him to pull out more money. So looks like Max is begrudgingly throwing another 20 on the table. And, you know, guess what? Surprise, surprise, surprise. Neutrina is falling back into uh, <clears throat> a trance. I see, I see, I see. Green of stock, my veggies balk. Without the green, sweetie, they will not talk. Max, you're such a cheapskate. Take a hint. Go on, give her some more money. Really? Are you sure she wouldn't prefer something else that's green, like kale or even spinach? <laughs> There's plenty of zucchini bake in our kitchen. Fine. Here's another ten. Now fire up that crystal ball, girl. 
I see one giant turnip. A turnip? Yeah. <laughs> Wherever you go, trouble's bound to turn up. <laughs> oh, gosh. Come on, Max. You're right. Asking Neutrina for help was a bad idea. I'm stronger than finish because I eat me spinach. Oh, no, no, no. That's Popeye. Um, jeez. Um, Vita, Vita, Vegemin. Spirits, tell us where Coach has been. I, I see an indoor pool at a YMCA. There's a boy. He's at the edge of the diving board. He's shaking. His whole body is convulsing as he falls into the pool. What? Wait a minute. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. But she's actually telling the truth. That really did happen. One day when Coach was training me to be a lifeguard, a boy, just like she said, was in the pool, and he started having an epileptic seizure. Well, what happened? Don't stop now. Well, Coach saved the boy from drowning just in the nick of time. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. That's it. See, it doesn't make any sense that Coach would have been so careless with his own life when he's so obviously valued life enough to save, uh, save that of a stranger's. We've got to get to the bottom of this, no matter what the cost. Okay, okay, here's another $10. Keep on going, keep on going. Yay. See, I see. Oh, no. It can't be possible. You're not going to like what I see. What do you see? What is it? Our lives are in danger. So whatever it is, please, please, you've got to tell me. I see, I see a pea. Unbelievable. A pea? I'm surprised you didn't see it yourself, Mac. You usually could spot a pea a mile away. Well, before our team can stand up from Neutrina's table to leave, Neutrina quickly grabs Mama Rosemary's hand and pushes her back down into the chair. You, your head of lettuce is full of too many worries. Our vegetables are going to waste. What can we do? Yeah, why not try and eat some more carrots? What on earth for? Carrots can help you see better. Maybe the future, maybe the past. Open your eyes. Make celebration for children. Neutrina solves two problems for the price of one. Good nutrition and good fortune. <laughs> now go. Your reading's over. Vamos. Oh, Max. Did anything Neutrina say make sense to you? Hardly. She made it sound like figuring out what happened to Coach is going to leave a bad taste in my mouth. Look for the pee. Look for the pee. She's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Don't you just love New York? Tourists and New Yorkers alike flock to the popular burlesque on the beach show. It's a revival of the most glorious and notorious girly reviews in Coney Island history. I tell you, the sumptuous decor, the fabulous bubble machine, and don't forget the swell-looking girls, all make burlesque one of Coney Island's hottest attractions. And one of its former stars, Boom Boom LaRue, has turned the novelty of burlesque 
into a thriving business by opening a dance studio she calls the Shimmy and Shake Shack. And it looks like our divas just walked into the studio for that free class they're taking. I tell you, I can't wait to see this. Well, hello. Are any of you ladies dancers? No, 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 not not us. Well, actually, we're here to solve a murder, and I was hoping you could tell us about Tina Champagne and the Shore Theater. Ah, the Shore Theater is a big pile of trash that's about to collapse. It's such an eyesore. Can't wait till it's gone. What else do you want to know? How about Tina? Are you two still close? She's what we call in showbiz family. We used to double date a lot. Tina, Coach, me, and my boyfriend, Freddie. Do you mean fast, Freddie? Oh, you meant Freddie? Then I'm sure he's filled you in on everything you need to know about Miss Tina. Freddie, explain to us what those long mats on the beach are for. Oh, I'm sure he did. He acts like those beach mats are his personal property since Coach raised a ruckus until the city agreed to pay for them. Honestly, I think those mats are some sort of payback for the shark attack. It sounded like their friendship weathered more than a few storms. Do you still keep in touch with her? I do. We exchange postcards. It's kind of old-fashioned, but it works. She doesn't keep in touch with other folks much, including Coach. Well, that's awful. Do you know what happened between them? Well, yeah. Coach scared her to death when he told her that he bought the Shure Theater for her. She wasn't ready for that kind of commitment. I don't blame her. I see for myself all that glitters isn't necessarily gold around here. Well, are you thinking of moving to Vegas, too? I'm not sure. Dancing's been my life. But the burning sensation in my feet because of my diabetes is making that more and more of a problem. It's like they say, no pain, no gain. High blood sugars are probably why you're experiencing those symptoms of neuropathy like what you're describing in your feet. You see... High blood sugars can injure the nerves throughout the entire body. Ah, but the good news is that you can slow down the damage by improving your diabetes self-management. And how's that? Well, I'm a certified diabetes educator. I'd love to help you with strategizing some better ways to manage your numbers. See me after class. Great, because I'd sure appreciate it because it's a struggle. See, dancing really helps me manage my type 2 diabetes. Plus, I get a massive self-esteem boost. I always say, you got to love your inside and your outside if you're going to take care of your health. And shimmy and shaking what you got can help you do all that? Oh, definitely, Mama. It teaches you to respect what you have, including your diabetes. A lot of my cousins my age are on high blood pressure medications and other pills, and I keep telling myself I don't have to end up like that. I've always been a big girl, but I found out 
if I keep shaking what the good Lord gave me, then I can control my diabetes and it doesn't have to control me. Oh, I wish more of my patients had your attitude. That's right. Now, okay, enough talk. Let's start dancing while my feet don't hurt. Hey, you in the back. What's your name? Who, me? Me? I'm Rosemarie. Well, Rosemarie, it's time to learn how to put some of Fox back in your truck and show them what you got. Come on up here in front with me. And let me inspire you to put the motion in your ocean. Matter of fact, here, use these, my treat. Oh, my. What are those? Pasties, honey. Wow, now that looks like fun. I sure wish I could join them. But anyway, meanwhile, our dream team is headed over to Coach's house with Max. I hate to rock the boat, but, you know, I noticed that there doesn't seem to be any yellow tape around his property to indicate that Coach's death was a murder. But our man Max is out on a mission, so let's follow his lead and find out what's going on inside. Hey, guys, get a load of this. Coach practically built a shrine of Tina Champagne in his bedroom. He fell for her hook, line, and sinker. I told you so. Now do you believe me, Tanya? Hey, check this out. Look, there's a DVD. Let's see what's on it. You know, it's really kind of twisted how obsessed Coach was with Tina. There must be hundreds of photos and newspapers clipping right here on this wall. Look at that. Well, here's another twist for you. I just figured out that Coach had asthma. This blue inhaler was on his nightstand. That's probably why he liked to swim, because swimming can help you develop better breathing practices when you have asthma. It's also a good reason for why no one should be swimming in the ocean at night and alone. Are you sure it's safe for us to be in here? Oh, Mom, calm down. We're not going to stay here long enough to even find out. Wait a minute. Look over here. Check this out. It's Coach's application for the Shore Theater to become a National Historical Landmark. Oh, my gosh. You're not going to believe this, but the final hearing for the status of the Shore Theater was two days ago. That's the same day Coach's body was found. You're right, and I bet Coach's drowning changed the outcome of that hearing. Uh-oh, things are starting to make sense. Now we just need to figure out how or why someone was so determined to stop him from finalizing his plans and at any cost. Well, here's a huge stack of offers to buy the short theater on his nightstand. I don't think he even looked at them. And that stack proves to me that no amount of money was going to persuade Coach to sell the theater. Are you sure we're not going overboard and jumping to conclusions? Then again, I'm a diabetes educator. I don't sell real estate. But Coco Mimosa does, and and she seems willing to do whatever it takes to make a sale. Oh, hush, not that far. She didn't strike me as someone who's desperate for money. Remember, she didn't even seem to care about losing her job at the Shore Theater. 
Maybe that's because she's reeling in a bigger fish and going to make more money selling the short theater. I got it! Her reason for sending us to Boom Boom was to throw us off her track. Speak of the devil. Here's a private message on Facebook from Boom Boom asking Coach to meet her down at the beach on the night he disappeared. You guys, I had a funny feeling she was lying to us. Maybe I'm wrong, but I really think she's involved. And if she is, then so is Fast Ready. Oh, my gosh. Remember, he bragged to us about pushing Coach to sell the Shore Theater. He sure did. Holy mackerel, our list of suspects is longer than a fisherman's tail. I wonder if they're all working together. Rosemary, what do you think? What? What? Oh, sorry. I wasn't listening. I'm so distracted. Aren't you listening to this DVD of Tina Champagne, Rosemary? Not really. All I can think about are zucchini and peas. Wait, that's it. That is it. Stop the tape. Stop the tape. I know what happened. I know what happened. Oh, but, but to be sure, we better go talk to Coach. Oh, my gosh, Max. And how are you planning on doing that? In case you forgot, he is dead. No, I haven't forgotten that. But this is Coney Island. In case any of you forgotten, the land without shadows, as the Native Americans called it. What in the heck does that mean? It means you better start practicing your incantations because we're going to a seance. Well, after a few phone calls uh, and a lot of pleading, Boom Boom LaRue, Fast Freddy, and Coco Mimosa have agreed to go to Neutrina's Temple of Knowledge. You know, in a city where old-style burlesque, sideshow freaks, and new vaudeville are commonplace on a Saturday night, you know, I guess a seance is really no big deal. And as they say in New York City's original destination for fun in the sun, the best way to know where you're going is to remember where you've been. Hmm. I can't wait to hear this one. Let's listen in. Shh, everyone. Please, let us all come together and clasp hands and remember keep holding hands no matter what happens the circle must not be broken spirits of the heavens near and far we call on you double bubble toil and tremble spirits of the underworld assemble hello oh for peace sakes can we just get on with it silence You're blocking the spirits. I know you need to eat more fiber. Oh, la la, shabba shabba. Tomato, potato, hocus pocus. Oh, yes, I see a beautiful siren. She's calling her lover deeper and deeper into the waters of the ocean. Hydration is key. Are you kidding me? This show's better than anything on Netflix. Uh Uh-oh, suddenly the lights are flickering again in the small room. And look, there's a burst of light. Neutrina collapsed on the table. Good heavens, I think Neutrina passed out. Let's sure hope she stays that way, at least for a little bit longer. Because that's my cue to tell everyone why you're here. 
Listen up. I didn't invite you here for a seance. No. The real reason I asked you to come was to help me solve a murder. And I believe the killer is right here in this room. What? Oh, for heaven's sake. I've got a show in an hour. I don't have time for this nonsense. Coach wasn't murdered. There's an autopsy report proving he had an asthma attack. End of story. What? An autopsy report? Good golly, is that true? Darn it. She's right. The police released a report earlier this morning. It's true. Coach wasn't murdered. Oh, my goodness. Well, Max. If you knew about this police report, why didn't you tell us instead of leaving us on this goofy, wild goose chase? Because, Tanya, this is my big chance to solve a murder. But Coach wasn't murdered, Max. You just said so yourself. Oh, my gosh. I'm not talking about what happened to Coach. No. What I meant to say is that I know who murdered... Ay, ay, ay. Mango, tango, radish, cabbage, lime, and lemonade. The spirits say he's talking about the mermaid, Tina, champagne. Neutrina's right. Tina Champagne never set foot in Las Vegas because she died right here in Coney Island two years ago. Oh, come on. That's impossible. I've got a stack of cards that prove you wrong. Well, Boom Boom, doesn't that just strike you a wee bit odd that in today's world where everyone's attached to their iPhones, that Tina Champagne never called you or even just sent a text? No. I just assumed it was her way of trying to be cute and everything. Well, wait. So if Tina didn't send me those postcards... Who did, then? <laughs> I could tell you. I know who sent those po- postcards without even looking at them. It's the same person who killed her. It's Coco Mimosa. Me? How dare you accuse me? This is outrageous. He's a bigger scam artist than that crazy fortune teller, Neutrina. <laughs> Hold your poisonous tongue. Or else I'll spill the beans about how you weaseled a bunch of low-life investors into fronting you a million dollars to get Coach to sell the Shore Theater. My, my, my. Our kooky clairvoyant Neutrina seems to have struck a nerve, judging from Coco Mimosa's dead silence. Well, I guess Neutrina really does know her stuff. So that's why you were so desperate to get Coach to sell the Shore Theater. Those loan sharks are coming after you to get their money back. But Coach kept refusing her offers. So the only thing left to do for her was to tell Coach the truth. Tina Champagne was never coming back because she murdered her. Tina Champagne died on the beach. Stop it, or I will call the cops and have you two arrested for these false accusations. Coco, put down the phone. I want to hear what they have to say. She love is the reason why Coach wanted to save the short theater. And that big neon sign of Tina Champagne above the theater is what kept his hope and heart alive. He was willing to sacrifice all the riches in the world for his happily ever after. 
But if what you're saying is true, then why aren't there any witnesses? Because Coco Mimosa knew precisely what time Coco went swimming every night just by looking out of her dressing room window. But wait, Fast Freddy said Coach always swam alone. I lied. I lied. It's my fault. If I didn't drink so much, he'd still be alive. Well, wait a minute. We don't know that for sure. But what we do know is that you helped yourself to several bottles of alcohol that were mysteriously left on the beach earlier that day. Which we suspect Coco Mimosa put there so that by the time Coach went for his swim, that you'd be passed out or incoherent. Then, when Coco noticed that Freddie was out cold, she put her plan into action. She snuck out of the theater, ran across the boardwalk, down to the beach, and then she divulged that she killed Tina Champagne to Coach. And from what we gathered, it only took a few seconds before Coach went into a state of shock from asthma attack and then collapsed. And I take it, without his inhaler, he died right there within minutes. How are you able to figure all of that out? <laughs> because everyone knows mermaids don't need pedicures. But Coco Mimosa sure did. She needed to cover her tracks after dragging Coach's body into the sea. And beach sand can sure wreck your polish. That's why she had to freshen up her pedicure, remember? But Boo Boo lied to us, too. Hey, hey, you're right, I did. But only because Coach made me promise. He was afraid I might get hurt if anyone found out about our plans to make the Shore Theater accessible. It was going to be a surprise for my Freddy. Aw, pussycat. Okay, Coco, time's up. I'm going to call the police, and you're going to turn yourself in. <laughs> Why would I do that? No one will believe you or your silly little theory. You don't have any proof. Well, I hate to burst your bubble, Coco, he doesn't have proof because I sure do. I can prove that you were murdered, Tina Champagne. Oh, really? Really? How can you do that? With a P, or more precisely, with a P-sized pearl, just like the one in your earring. See, when we were at Coach's house and watched that DVD, I noticed Tina Champagne was wearing the same earrings. And I'd like to add, not much else. After I heard Max's theory about Coach's death, I took my trusty metal detector back to the beach. And you can't imagine what I found hidden deep in the sand. Wow. Fast Freddy pulls out the matching Egyptian earring, the one that matches the one that Coco Mimosa is wearing. Now, how weird is that? It looks to me like Neutrina was right when she said to search for the pea. Maybe she does have more skills than just collecting cash, you think? It's only a matter of time before the police follow up on our lead and dig up Tina's remains. Because this earring that I'm holding matches the one Coco's wearing. They belong to the Little Egypt, the most famous Turkish dancer known for the hoochie-coochie. She's why Coney Island was called the Sodom by the Sea. 
a place where anything goes. Well, look, there's no other pair like them. Exactly. And Coco Mimosa was smart enough to know that she needed actual proof in order for Coach to believe her. Otherwise, he'd never agree to sell her the Shore Theater. That's when she pulled back her hair and revealed the pea-sized pearl earring. After he saw Tina's earring dancing from Coco's earlobe, he knew in his heart that Tina Champagne was dead. And that's when his dream to save the Shore Theater died, too. And you know what, Max? The police can test the DNA on both earrings and see if there's a match. I knew you were going to be trouble. I tried to stop you from snooping around. And I should have known you were the one responsible for carrying a pack to death on that Wonder Wheel. Ha! I would have gotten away with it, too, if Max had kept his nose out of other people's business. But why, Coco, why? Why would you kill Tina? You didn't see how mean she was to me. She made my life miserable. I hated going to the Shore Theater. She waited in the wings every night to tell me that I wasn't good enough, not talented enough, or pretty enough to be in the show. She said that I would never be a star. Oh, poor baby. Couldn't you see? She was jealous of you. She kept taunting me until I couldn't take it anymore. So, yes. I killed Tina Champagne. I couldn't bear another day of seeing her face up on that sign looking down on me. I wanted to demolish that sign along with the rest of the Shore Theater and bury her memory forever. I did it for me. Well, well, it, you know, it looks like Max really did solve a murder at the Mermaid Parade after all. I got to say, I didn't see that one coming. Now all they have to worry about is the zucchini. Good thing Mama Rosemary took Neutrina's advice, and she contacted the family center in Coney Island, because it looks like the kids from the center are having a wonderful time at this makeshift party that she set up for them. Wow, Mom, i got to hand it to you. You've really put all those vegetables to great use. They make delicious desserts. You mean to tell me there's zucchini inside the cupcakes they're eating? Yes, and carrots and kale, and shh, but it's our secret. And look, the kids are cleaning carrots, they're snapping beans, and they're setting the table. That's a wonderful way to get them to eat more vegetables. It makes them so much more enthusiastic at mealtime. See, Mom, I told you there was nothing to worry about. I don't know. It looks like it might not be smooth sailing for our team because Boom Boom Roo is zooming down the boardwalk in a motorized scooter, and she's got Fast Freddy by her side. Hmm, the way she's acting, I don't know. It looks like there's more trouble in store for our team. There you are. I've been looking all over for you. We've got an emergency. Good grief. Don't tell me someone else was killed. No, no, nothing that serious. But now that Coco, the killer, Mimosa's gone, our burlesque at the beach review needs a new star performer. So you came here looking for me? (laughs) No, sweetheart. You've helped us enough already. Thank you very much. I came here looking for your mother. 
at our class the other day, she turned the mother out. So the girls and I were wondering, Mama Rosemarie, will you join us on stage tonight and show the world how you shake your tail feather? You've got to be kidding. Oh, dear, I don't know. Oh, what the heck. Why should Betty White have all the fun? I'll do it. I'd love to. Yes. Here she is, boys! Here she is, world! Here's Rose! from this story. Number one, it is not only possible, but it can be fun to eat healthy and control your diabetes. And just because you didn't like something once, be willing to try it again in different ways because you never know. Number two, exercise is a great way to help control your blood sugars. And exercise can be fun too, you know, like Zumba or dancing or doing the shimmy shake like Mama Rosemarie. Whatever gets you up and moving is a good thing. And last but not least, I learned that things and people are not always what they seem, and beauty is always in the eye of the beholder. Some women are comfortable with their natural assets, and some women aren't. And there can be a lot of pressure on women to look a certain way, but there's nothing wrong with doing whatever you need to do in order to enhance your looks because at the end of the day, you have to be happy in your own skin. But that's why it's so important to embrace who you are no matter what. Beauty comes from the light we feel within and we all have wonderful reasons to celebrate exactly who we are. Max and I would like to extend our sincere appreciation to all of our cast for making tonight's show not only fun, but informative, as always. Thank you to USA Today best-selling author Tanya Kappas, Mama Rosemarie, the Charlie's Angels of Outreach, Patricia Eddie Gentle and Marianne Nicolay, Divabetic Image and Style Advisor, Catherine Schuler, Diabetes Advocates, Asher Brown, Savita Williams, Chef Robert Lewis, and our producer, Lisa Weir. We are always grateful to our sponsors, Sony Music and Cabot Cheeses, because without them, late night diabetes, diabetes late night would just not be possible. 
This is your host, Lorraine Brooks, reminding you to be sure to tune in to our next Diabetes Late Night podcast next month. And in the meantime, remember to glam more and fear less. Wherever we go, whatever we do, we're gonna go through it together. We may not go far, but sure as a star, wherever we are, it's together. Wherever I go, I know he goes. Wherever I go, I know she goes. No fit, no fight, no fuse, and no. Amigos, together, through thick and through thin, all out or all in, and whether it's quick, place, or show, with you for me and me for you, we'll model through whatever we do together, wherever we go, wherever. Herbie's